0: i hand you not Am I on? I am on. I'm not on. I'm up. Um, I am quite sick. So I know many of you love to come up and talk to me afterwards and hug me and be kind to me, and especially your little children would love to do that. But I'm going to escape here rather quickly because you do not want what I have just so you know, Um, but we can talk from a distance and hopefully you'll hear God's word and not get germy. Um, Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Uh, Thank you for this day when we can celebrate your goodness and when we can hear what you have to say to us. Father, I pray for your word to go out from, um, from me, um, tonight, uh, through your spirit, that it would, um, infest these people, that they would, um, that they would just, uh, be overwhelmed by, um, your word. Father, I pray that, um, that out of this encounter, you would draw us closer to Yourself, uh, that we would be able to hear You and know Your goodness. And Father, I just pray Your voice would be the only voice we would hear and that no other voice, uh, no other spirit would would interfere but just um, You, Jesus, Your Holy Spirit, and, and You, Father God. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> I have had a traumatic couple weeks since the beginning of, or since Ash Wednesday, since the beginning of this Lent Lenten season. Um, <clears throat> my mother fell, and either fell and broke her hip, or broke her hip and fell, um, and in Phoenix, and so. Right after the Ash Wednesday service, I got to go down and 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 meet um meet her at the hospital, and they had to kick in the door at her house, and so we had to I had to, so I've been there I was there for a week, so I, I really appreciate because I was supposed to speak last last week on on um the 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 uh, discipline of study studying scripture. And uh, Eric jumped in and did that at the last minute and I listened to the sermon and said I am so grateful for people who can jump in and preach like that at a moment's notice. So um, that was awesome. And then um, this week I've been sick and so I thought, you know, I didn't dare do it to him twice. So um, I'm going to to uh, speak tonight on the second of uh, these particular disciplines that we're working through. And the second one is supplication. It's a form of prayer, supplication. So last week was study, this week is supplication. Um, If you'll recall, um, Ron in his sermon uh, setting up our whole series talked about um, discipline, uh, the disciplines, and and said um, it was our choosing to act with predetermined with the predetermined purpose of following Jesus I, I really like that um, in some ways that's really nice because most of us have this really ugly view of discipline um, and most of us think of it as punishment and we just can't get out from underneath that that way of thinking and and I for sure can't I, I often think I just have to I have to be more disciplined I I, I, I have to beat myself up and 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 force myself to do something that I just absolutely hate to do, and it's going to be awful. So <clears throat> years ago, uh, when we had first moved to Tucson, I we were living uh, in the foothills in this apartment complex. And we had this balcony, and it overlooked the ravine behind us, and there was all kinds of wild animals back there, and beautiful cactus, and it was a gorgeous place, and we regret ever having moved away from it, but we had to. So anyway, um, we left there. But but I remember I decided that I was going to be a man of prayer. And to do that, I knew I would have to discipline myself because I am not well-disciplined. And I'm kind of a harebrained about that kind of stuff, and I forget things. So I decided that I was going to give God not the best. You know, I, I love those pious people that are always going to give God the best part of their day. I, I couldn't do that. So I thought, I'm going to give God the worst part of my day. So I'm thinking, what what's the worst part of my day? And I think 4 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock in the morning is the worst part of my day. I can't decide whether I want to wake up and get an early start of the day or if I want to get some more sleep. And I sleep really haphazardly anyway. And so 4 o'clock, there's really nothing to do. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing on TV. There's, you know, there's no one to talk, talk with because normal people are asleep. And, and so I'm going to give them four o'clock in the morning and I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to get up every, every day at four o'clock in the morning and I'm going to go sit on the balcony and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray for an hour and I'm going to pray fervently for everything that I can think of to pray. And so I did it and it was great. Um, I set the alarm and it was 4 o'clock in the morning and I walked out there and it was cold but I was in shorts and a t-shirt and instead of going in and getting a blanket, no. I'm going to tough this out. I'm going to sit out here freezing to death. I'm going to punish myself because that's what we do when we get disciplined. right? We discipline ourselves. I'm going to punish myself. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to do it right. So I'm out there shivering like a crazy person, and <clears throat> and matter of fact, so much that that Christmas, my mother-in-law gave me a blanket, which I still have, which I refused to use because it was part of my discipline. She saw me sitting out there, and what in the world are you doing out there? You you need a blanket, because she's smart and obviously has a smart daughter as well. But but I, um, but but I I was bound to determine so. So I, I got up for quite a while. I don't know how many, you know, I would do this every morning. Except for those mornings, of course, when I was traveling, then it got a little bit hard. And then sometimes you'd have a breakfast meeting at 6 o'clock or 5.30 or something, and you have to go do that. And, and there were things, so there were things that got in the way, and then sometimes you'd oversleep and you'd forget, and then you'd kick yourself even harder because I have to be more firm about this. I have to be tougher about this. I've got to stop goofing off. I am going to make myself do this. (coughs) And, of course, when you're praying, you can't think of everything that you want to pray about, right? And you can't fill an hour. Face it, I couldn't think of enough things to pray about for an hour. So I was like, I don't know. um, You know, I was praying for, you know, thank you, God, for... uh, um, oh, that little rat that just ran by there, you know. Uh, bless him. Have him have a good day. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't think of enough stuff to fill the time. And, and, and then you kind of felt stupid because, like, I'm doing this to be more godly, and I, and I don't even feel in touch with God. And, and so one day when I was actually talking to God, God said to me, you know, I love that you're doing this. But you're not really doing it for me. But go ahead and knock yourself out because you look like you're having fun, you know? And, I mean, it just felt like that. Like it wasn't about God at all. It about, it it became about the discipline and not about God. It it was about the discipline of following Jesus. It wasn't really just following Jesus. Now, I'm not, I'm actually going to tell you tonight that some of you need to go do that experiment. You need to set your alarm for four o'clock tomorrow morning, get up and pray for an hour. And then you got to do it again on Tuesday, and you got to do it again on Wednesday. And, 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 cause you know what? I was miserable. You got to be miserable too. Okay? Some of you need, maybe need to do that. It's just a, a thing you can do. Okay? We want to have some practical things that you can do. That's one of the practical things that you can do. Um, <clears throat> when I was talking to uh, Amanda Markward after Ron's sermon, Um, I wanted to get the quote correct, so I asked her uh, again. And, And Amanda said, after Ron's sermon, Rod, I need to learn the discipline of how to learn to be disciplined. Right? Great line. I love that. I need to learn the discipline of learning to be disciplined. Discipline is not about torturing yourself. Discipline is not about hurting yourself. Discipline is about doing that which brings you more in alignment with who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And as we read through scripture and as we study these various disciplines, they're not disciplines in the fact that they're tortures, they're disciplines in the fact that they're privileges, they're opportunities. When when uh, I set out to write this meditation it was really fun because I, I was working my way through John 1, and I got to the first Sunday. And if you know anything about how these things work, um, you're supposed to have 40 days of fasting. So for 40 days, you're fasting something. But if you actually do the math from Ash Wednesday to Easter, you realize that it's more than 40 days, right? Because, because in, the, in the calendar, what they did was they decided the church decided, we'll give you a Sunday off. Sunday's a free day. You know, every time I diet, I always give myself a free day. Because, you know, you just need one of those. Once a week, you need to just go splurge. You just need to go do something goofy. Um, and, and that's kind of what Sundays are supposed to be in this meditation. Uh, Sundays are the freebie days. And so, when I was talking to Eric about what I was doing in the and kind of the project, he said, well, it'd be helpful, Rod, if if you did something about the disciplines on Sundays, because that's what we're going to be working through, and and I'm going disciplines on freebie day. You know, that's like that's just sad, right? How am I going to do that? Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. You can't. This is freebie days. We're supposed to not like get all hooked on. Oh, I got to right again because of our wrong thinking. So so. So then I thought, you know what? I love the idea of when we do these disciplines that we are actually doing them on a Sunday because it's the free day. And the greatest way to have true freedom in what you do, true freedom is to is to be disciplined about it. Is to work towards it. When I wrote this thing, I I I spent, you know, i I had to finally force myself, discipline myself to sit down every day and. And write another one and then write another one and then write another one and, and force myself to do that. And if you know anything about how my crazy ADD brain works, you, you would realize that I would also have to then go reread the entire thing up to that point because I didn't want to repeat what I had already said. And so, um, it's just, it's weird, right? And, and so to give myself time away, to give myself a break. And so today I want you to have a break not from not from um, you know the, the whatever your fast is, although you can certainly do that I want you to have a break and instead of seeing um, um, supplication, instead of seeing that as, a, as an obligation to, to just rest in it and enjoy it and take pleasure in it. To do that we're going to look at the two passages that were were outlined and, and the first one is Psalm 66. And and uh, starting with um, verse 16, and it says, Come, listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. And then these words from Romans 8, verses 22 through 27. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we await eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Supplication is... um, Kind of an interesting word. It's the word. Um, it, it's it's kind of hum, humble entreaty. It's like humbly begging. It's it's a form of prayer, but it comes out of a humility. And I think one of the things that I was struck with as as I faced Lent and as I and I looked is just my smallness. I I know I'm six eight and three hundred pounds, but 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 I'm small. <laughs> Before God, I don't have much. I don't. I don't have the things that I need. Sometimes I think I'm strong. Sometimes I think I'm tough. Sometimes I think I can make my way in this world. Sometimes it's kind of an American ideal, right? Um, to make your own way, to be tough, to to, to do all those things, and yet um, it's not it's not the invitation to begin with supplication. Supplication is about is about realizing what you don't have. Supplication is, is crying out to God. It's, it's, it's pleading with God saying, God, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what I need. I, I, I need you. Matter of fact, I don't even know what to long for. I love the Romans passage because it, it's like we don't even know what to ask for. Matter of fact, when we're sure we know what to ask for, it's probably not the thing that we actually need. We cry out. So the first invitation uh, tonight is is to humble yourself, right? And you can do that. You can just pause, think of all creation, think of the beauty that God has made, think of think of what He intended for us, think of the 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 gift of what His Son has done. Think about those things, and and just know your place. Just recognize who you are you're a creature you're not the creator you're not a self-made person you know your place figure out your place the, then the second thing is 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 speak your longings at no point does god say you cannot speak your heart at no point does he say i don't want to hear your longings at no time does he say i don't, you're not worth listening to no, he, he says when we cry out, he listens. His ear is attentive, is what he says. His ear is always attentive to the cries of his people. When Israel is in slavery in Egypt, God hears them. He hears them crying out, calling out. He, he hears you. He, he wants to hear your longings. Speak them out. And you know what's great is, even if you can't, <laughs> even if you can't get it right, the Spirit himself The Spirit knows what you need, and the Spirit speaks for you when you can't. There are things you don't dare long for. There are things you don't dare cry out for, and the Spirit pleads those for you. The supplication, this this humble prayer, this humble speaking of your longings, and, and, and the way to that place we see in the Psalms um, when when uh, when David's going to 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 speak out and he's going to say, okay, um, <clears throat> here are my longings. The first thing that happens because he's humbled himself is praise rolls off his tongue. He just can't help but not praise who who God is. One of the things that if you're kind of frustrated and you're crying out to God and you don't know where to begin, there's just this beautiful that you can do which is start praising God a few years ago I was at a prayer retreat and I was really having a a struggle with God and and um, and the guy who's leading the retreat noticed it and I finally just told him I was leaving I wasn't coming back it was a waste of my time and and he said oh you can't go he said. And instead, matter of fact, if you do go, he says, I think you could walk away from your life as you know it. He said, you're not in a good place. So, so here's your assignment. Before you leave, you have to go and you have to, to walk from here to the chapel. And he says, I want you to take one little step at a time. And every time your foot hits the ground, I want you to praise God for something. Well, the chapel was from here to the, you know. Half a block away, it was going to take me the better part of the day to do that. And he said, and I, "So I complained about that." And he said, "I know. Um, so go do it anyway." And so every step, every time my foot hit the ground, I had to think of something to praise God for. So I was praising God for the little bunny rabbit that was walking by, and I, you know, I was praising God for a dandelion. I, you know, like you don't, you just start. You had to look around and think of something to praise God for. And, but there was something powerful about that. And, and by, and, and, you know, 30, 40 steps in, my life was being changed. I was finding that intimacy that I longed for, that I hoped for, that I pleaded with God for. In the Psalms, we read that praise just rolls off of David's tongue. He also acknowledges his sin. Sin always stands in the way. My stubbornness, my, my desire to have my own way, all those things stand in the way of me having intimacy and intimate conversation with God. It always does. If you're doing something persistently that you are standing far outside of what God's longing is for you and your life, I'm sorry. It, you're not going to find the intimacy that you long for. The second, however, that you turn to him and you acknowledge your sin and you confess it and you say, I'm screwed up and I got to stop. Please help me. That is intimacy with God. And that's where God answers your supplications. God does not reject ever the prayer of the penitent. If you are sorry for what you've done, he will never turn you away. That doesn't mean you have to have it fixed. That doesn't mean you have to have the problem solved. That doesn't mean that you have to, you know, have arrived. It just means you have to be stepping towards that, saying, I want to be whole. I want to be right. I want to, I, I, I want to be healed. I, 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 I want to give up this pet sin of mine. God never withholds his love. Ever from a penitent person i love that the um, part of supplication that the, the whole groaning part i i love that when romans when the writer of, the, of romans looks looks and says you know i'm just all of creation is groaning this, this is not the way it's supposed to be our sin has destroyed the beauty of what is. We did that, and we continue to add to that problem. And yet, and yet we groan. All creation groans, because it's not the way it's supposed to be. I love that definition of sin, by the way. That which is not the way it's supposed to be. That which is not the way it's supposed to be. That, that desire, um, to, to recognize that in my own life that is not the way it's supposed to be and then to cry out and say god help me with that and to groan and and i love the idea that groaning is even deeper because the like i can't, I can't sometimes i'm so in pain from what i've done and so in pain from from my life that i, I can't even get give words to it anymore We groan, but it's a a groaning that happens in hope, right? Because hope, and Eric mentioned this recently, that that hope is not this this thing, uh, I sure hope it it happens, but hope is this realization that, that the future is assured in Christ, that what Jesus has done on the cross does take away my sin. I can sit here and wallow around in my sin for the rest of my life, and just be miserable, or I can take hold of the reality of what he has already done. If you know Jesus, take hold of what he's already done. You're free. Don't wallow around in your sin, but treat your sin seriously, because God does, and it keeps you from the intimacy that you long for. So when you groan, and when you don't even know how to groan, I love it that the Spirit groans for you that the spirit comes before the presence of god and the father and 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 speaks your longings to the father and the father hears those the spirit helping us the spirit helps us in our weakness he groans for what we can't even groan for and god who Searches our hearts, right? Who knows our hearts? Who knows our sinful patterns? Who knows our sin? God, who searches our hearts, knows our minds, knows what we've decided, knows what we choose, knows our minds. He yet He works His will in us. The hardest prayer we will ever pray. The hardest prayer you you have ever prayed, if you've prayed it, and you have, if you've repeated the lord's prayer and you've been sincere about it is not my will but thy will be done because that's that's a hard prayer to pray because more, most often i'm pretty sure that my will is the right will and and my will is the right way and and i really want what i want and and I want God to cooperate with my plan, and so I'd like to pray, and Rod's will be done. Right? Because that'll work out really well for me, I think. But when I say, no, your will be done, I am in that submissive place, that place of humility where I can cry out to God. And he hears that for. And he'll work his will. uh, I'm I'm not going to make it through this next story, so just so you know. Um, My mother falls and breaks her hip, and I drive down there, and and she has surgery, and they do a complete hip replacement. And... (laughs) she's very confused and she's in the hospital and she doesn't know why she's there. And and she's had the surgery and and she's not sure why she has so much pain and why she's struggling so, and why she can't get out of bed. And she's asking all these questions and the nurse comes in and the, the nurse, <coughs> she says to the nurse, where am I at? And the nurse says, oh, you're in the hospital. And and my mom says, um, why am I here? And the nurse says, well, you fell and broke your hip. And, and my mom says, I did not. Cause that's my mom. And, and she says, well, I, I think you did. And, and my mom says, a person would know if they fell and broke their hip. And the nurse said, yeah, you'd think they would, wouldn't they? (laughs) Um, The nurses and the staff just loved my mom. They said she had such a sweet spirit about her, that she was so kind and so thoughtful of other people, that she was, I, I was trying to get her to press the little red button to get the nurse to come and help her but she said no they're trying to help sick people i said mom you're one of those people no that they got important things to do cuz so that's my mom so i walked into her room one day coming back from lunch and and as i walked in she was looking towards the window and and she was talking like couldn't quite make out what she was saying. And I looked around, there was no one in the room, and, and she's just chattering away. And I thought, that's weird. And so I said, Mom, and she immediately stopped, and she said, oh, hi, and we had a conversation. And and then later the same day, at a, a very similar event, and then another one of those events. and So finally, when... One time I walked in and I didn't disturb her. I I listened to what she was saying. And she was saying, Jesus, this hurts. I don't wanna be here. Help me, please. Get me out of this place. Do something. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. I'm so confused. Please help me. Take, Take care of this stuff. Would you help these nurses? They're trying to help me, but I don't even know what they're asking me to do. I hate being here. I hate everything about this. I just want to go home. And if I can't go home, could I at least come to be with you? Could I come see Ray, my dad? Could I see my mom and dad, my brothers, my sisters? I don't want to be here. My mother has intimacy with Jesus. She talks to him. Supplication is something she does. She's been a praying mom since ever, forever. Be a praying mom if you're a mom. Be a praying dad if you're a dad. Be a prayer. Learn the beauty of just being able to talk to Jesus anytime, anywhere, place. I remember um, one of the nurses came to me and she said, I I just love your mother. Um, She says, we've been talking a little bit. Uh, She says, I'm from Iowa and you guys were from Iowa, so we have a little bit in common. And I, I said, oh, that's nice. And she says, you know what I really love is every time we go in the room, she's talking to Jesus like he's there. And I said, because he is. Because <laughs> he is. I don't know what it's going to take for you to get the joy of being able to talk to Jesus and cry out to him anytime, anywhere, anyplace. I know there are some things that have helped me. One of them was a goofy thing that I did. I set my alarm for 4 o'clock and do, do that. One of the things is uh, Eric's invention of the Trinitarian prayer. To just sit down when I pray and spend a half hour asking God the Father for anything that I long for, knowing that He's a good dad who give me whatever I long for. And then spending a half hour talking to Jesus as if He's my big brother and saying, Jesus, please give me uh, guidance, show me the way, teach me what I need to know. And then spending a half hour just listening to the prayer, to, to the Spirit and saying, Spirit, reveal stuff to me. And to do that with my Bible open. By the way, spend a lot of time with your Bible open if you're going to pray. Because God's already talking to you. This book isn't just a magic book. It's not just a holy book. It's not just a book of, of old writing. This is God talking to you. Talk to Jesus. Embarrass yourself. <laughs> Bow your head before every meal in every restaurant. Pray the Psalms. Go through the book of Psalms and just start praying those back to God. You know what? I love to pray when I go on car trips. Whenever I'm driving the car, turn off off the music, turn off the radio, just pray, just talk to God. When the trip's done, talk to you later. The joy of the intimacy of a relationship with Jesus. There's nothing more powerful in this world. There's Nothing more delightful. There's no discipline that I'd rather have you have than to be able to talk with Jesus. Let's, uh, let's pray. Jesus, you hear mom and you love her and you're caring for her and you're using the beauty of her testimony to speak into the lives of people around her. Thank you for that. Jesus, you've walked with me for these 60 years and you've been so close, sometimes I can taste and see and hold on to you. You've walked with me through desperate times and through hard times and through impossible to manage times. You've heard my groanings and my longings and my deepest desires and you never turn away. Jesus, would would you bless this community with the gift of your presence? Would you teach them how to be supplicants, how to humble themselves and come before you and cry out to you with their longings. Give them the courage to pray. Take away the distractions. Take away those things that would keep them from praying. Give them ample opportunity to know the truest joys in life The joy of your presence. Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) Um, Several ways to respond. One is um, with an offering. Um, If you come tonight and you're to give be generous um, please do that Um, if you're visiting there's no expectation that you would and uh, (laughs) there's also the sinners chair if you just long to be lifted up to Jesus go and sit and someone other than me will lay hands on you and and uh, and pray over you Eric would you mind breaking the bread On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. And afterwards he took the cup and he said, this cup is my blood poured out for you. So if you know that reality, that his body was broken for you and his blood was shed for you and that his longing, his intimacy with you, then come and take the bread, dip it into the juice and uh, and uh, know the goodness of His presence.